This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. They call you the grill master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Oh, actually, actually, I... You are listening to On The Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. What up, what up? This is Matt Dolkin with the Rotoviz PGA Podcast for the Career Builder Challenge. Head over to the podcast homepage and sign up through the link for a 30% discount on a Rotoviz subscription. The PGA course intro and picks article is available for $4 at rotoviz.com slash PGA. And please subscribe on iTunes to the Rotoviz radio feed and to the On the Daily feed as well, which has the DFS side of things where this podcast will be posted. I'd like to welcome a new guest, DraftKings analyst, host of the Bogey Free podcast, and writer for DFF Redraft, Matt Jones. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, it's nice to talk to some golf to some. They call you the Grill Master. You've seared the thickest porterhouse in the butcher shop. And as you lift that first forkful to your mouth, you savor the moment. To get amazing offers during the Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, like the 2019 C-Class Sedan and GLC SUV, the perfect recipes of driving performance. Plus, you can enjoy six months of Sirius XM All Access included. The Mercedes-Benz Summer Event, now serving limited-time offers on a select lineup of vehicles. Offers end September 3rd. Mercedes-Benz, the best or nothing. Uh, some new people here. It's nice. Definitely, man. I'm glad to have you on the podcast. Uh, I'm trying to get some new people on, you know, so they uh, I'm sure everyone's tired of hearing my voice, especially when I do the uh, solo pods just rambling on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited to get into it. Yeah, th- those are tough to do, man. I give you credit for that. Yeah, I, I feel like I get inside of my own head sometimes and you almost feel like, you know, is anybody listening? You know, <laughs> and then, you exactly. know, yeah, it's hard to really... It's a lot easier with the back and forth, and I'm ready to get some new insight into it. So sure. I will, I will, uh, I'll go ahead and just give a real quick run through uh, of the courses. We're going to have three different courses this week. Uh, TPC Stadium, uh, Pete Dye Design, par 72, 7,000 yards, uh, 7,113 yards, uh, Bermuda Fairways and Greens, uh, TPC Tournament, a Jack Nicklaus Design, which is a par 72, Yardage of 7,159, having Bermuda fairways and greens as well. And um, the third course will be the La Quinta Country Club. Uh, This is designed by Lawrence Hughes. It's a par 71 
yardage of 7,060 yards. So um, I see a lot of people focusing on the Pete Dye course, the stadium course, because it's going to be played on two of the four days. But uh, I think using course fit for 50% of the event can create a lot of noise if you're looking you know, at past data. And it really takes an in-depth study to find who is succeeding where. So personally, I'm going to be focusing really heavily on recent form. And um, I'm going to make sure to not even consider guys that haven't competed in a professional event recently. So pretty much I'm going to be on strokes gain tee to green approach off the tee and birdie or better because, uh, you know, it's past five winners have averaged 24 under. So we know that we're going to need to go low. Uh, are, are, what are you seeing here? Uh, how are you going to attack this? Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much where I'm at as well. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those weeks where this early in the season, you kind of have to go for at least most guys that have uh, that have played the last couple weeks in Hawaii. Um, it seems like there's a pretty uh, a pretty strong correlation between at least playing one of those events and being successful here uh, most years. So that's uh, definitely something I've been looking into this week. I completely agree, and it's great when we see you know chalk of guys that haven't even you know. After the holidays, they haven't even competed in a professional event, and they're getting steam. And when I see that, that's that's awesome. Um, you know, a lot of guys have won here recently that are, you know, these uh, short players, accuracy guys. But uh, there's some bombers that have won in uh, recent years here, too. And, you know, a lot of these guys will club, club down on some of these holes, and that's kind of hard to find in the data. So uh, looking over at DraftKings, we have the, the two main tournaments, uh, the $8, 15K up top, uh, 25K up top in the 33. You know, if you want to uh, go for your dreams and try to take it down against, you know, a few hundred entries from uh, a lot of people. And uh, looking at the weather this week, it, it looks pretty, pretty nice. Uh, there might be a little bit of wind late Friday, early Saturday, but that's definitely something that we're going to want to check out later in the week. So let's get right into it. Uh, starting at the top, let's start with the five-digit guys. Uh, what are you seeing here, Matt? Yeah, I mean, um, I'm just always a sucker for John Rahm, and I know he's going to be the chalk this week. You know, Fanshare has him sort of outpacing everybody right now, but it's uh, it's one of those things where um, I'm certainly willing, definitely in cash, to uh, to eat some chalk every week. And I, I don't think you can go wrong with a guy like John Rahm, who's the only guy really in the top 20. I think Brian Harmon is 20th uh, in the world right now, so he's the only other guy in the top 20. So uh, we definitely have some nice pedigree up at the top there. Yeah, I like how you uh, referenced that uh, official world golf ranking. Uh, maybe to my own fault, I don't reference it enough, but it, it definitely has shown to be predictive of performance. So I, I like that there. And I'm, I'm completely with you. Even in GPPs, I might go all in on Rom. I just feel like the pedigree, the skill level, he's just in another league. And, um, you know, usually we get shorter odds on a guy that's almost 12K and Rom is 11 to one. But like I said, he, he's just so far above. And, I would much rather pay near 12k for him than Harmon, or you know, you drop down a little bit to Reed, Kisner, Mickelson. These are guys that we're used to playing in, you know, the eight, nine k range. And at least Rom is somewhere near where we're, you know, used to going up to him. 
Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it's it's always interesting in these uh, these weaker fields to see some of the some of where these uh, prices end up on some of these guys. It's uh, it's sometimes pretty humorous. <laughs> yeah, it is, and that that actually touches on another thing that you know is very important early in the season. We need to really focus on you know exploiting the value and the misprices on DraftKings, um, getting the most golfer for your buck. Uh, I mean, it's always going to be something that is going to you know lead to success in the long term but it's especially early in the year we, we just need to make sure to capitalize on those situations definitely so moving down uh the next guy i really have interest in uh just you know because of the aforementioned price hikes of a lot of guys because you know someone has to be expensive right uh the next guy i'm really looking at is webb simpson um 20 uh 20 to 1 odds to win all of his stroke gain stats look good last week, except around the green. And uh, he's definitely found something with the putter uh, this last season. Um, how do you feel about Webb? Yeah, I'm good with Webb. Um, it, he's one of those guys that I feel like you can just always sort of uh, count on for getting through the weekend and uh, and posting a decent finish. Um, yeah, I, I'm I'm good with that. I just... I'm not excited clicking on web, but I know it's a, I know I know it's the right play. <laughs> yeah, I I can't see myself like playing him unless you know unless I don't go all in on John Rom, then I'd probably start with Webb, and that's really the only situation. And I, I completely agree with you. It, it, it's not a great feeling paying 9,700 for Webb Simpson. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, it like we said, it's it's definitely interesting to see some of these guys in the uh, in the 9K range. <laughs> Certainly. So moving down, um, I think we pretty much uh, wiped out that 9K range by saying we don't really like anybody except for Webb. So <laughs> let's go straight to 8K. Uh, anybody you like in here? Yeah, I mean, I think Steele pops out to me uh, right away. He was sixth here last year, 34th year before. Um, you know, not clearly did not uh, perform <laughs> terribly well uh, at the Tournament of Champions, but... I do think that he can uh, he can turn it around, and then I think right below him, uh, Chez is going to be pretty chalky this week as well, um, which there's definitely some merit for. Uh, so I kind of like him as well. Yeah, I, I definitely can get behind Steele. He's one of these guys that is just uh, you know near the top of any field tee to green. He, you know, he just has to put it together for four rounds because it, he seems to have a you know a likelihood to have a blow up hole or two, which can really sink him, you know, an eight or a nine that'll just uh, undo all the great work that he's been putting in. Um, I'm not necessarily a Reavy guy myself, especially when you have to pay this price for him, but you know, I, I think he will be chalk. So there, there's definitely, you know, a reason to fade, but I'm not on him anyways, but I, I can see why people do like him. I think the next guy that I have interest in is Russell Knox who I thought that would be really popular just because of how much, you know, a lot of the uh, golf betting guys love him. He's very popular in uh, those circles. But I see him projected below 10% owned in a lot of places. But, I mean, this guy is a great golfer who had a terrible 2017 season. But in 2016, he had two wins at very strong field, prestigious events. 
the Travelers and the WGC HSBC. Very strong fields. And he, he's coming off a bad season. But, you know, he showed a return to form last week where he's top 10 in tee to green and around the green as well. He parlayed it into a 10th place finish. So, you know, I, I think you're getting a little discount here on him because there's a lot of people who are just not ready to hop back on after a bad season. How do you feel about him? Yeah, I like I like Knox a bit this week, too. I think his ownership will be a little suppressed because it seems like everyone and their mother wants to think that Bud Cauley is going to win soon. Um, and then obviously Chez just a little bit above him is also going to be chalky. So I think he's sort of in a dead zone where you can uh, you can get a, a decent um, return on your investment there, at least ownership wise. And I uh, like you mentioned, he uh, obviously was atrocious last year, but uh, seems to have figured some things out, posted a uh, some pretty good uh, strokes gain numbers last week. Definitely agree. Yeah, people people are just trying to will Bud Colley into a win, but it's hard <laughs> for them to make it happen. Bud has to do it himself. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a great way to start, start a lineup, you know. Get Rom, get Knox, and then – figure it out from there because there, there's a ton of great value in the 7k range that I, i'm really like falling in love with um is there anyone else you wanted to touch on in this range um no i mean it's uh it's definitely interesting this week just seeing you know Patton and uh and han go back and forth in such uh such public fashion last week and nobody's really talking about them at all but i think that that's uh that's warranted that was a little uh at least with Han, I don't really see him, uh, you know, repeating this week. Yeah, that that was really awesome. I, you know, I I, I don't think I've played James Han once on DraftKings, but I, I just like the guy because I heard this quote that every single time before he tees the ball up, he tells himself, "I'm the greatest golfer in the world," <laughs> and that just that just really made me like him. I really like that attitude. How can you argue with that, right? Yeah. <laughs> So moving down to the 7K range, it starts with J.J. Spawn, a guy who has been endorsed by uh, many caddies that says, you know, he, he has a really pure swing. Uh, I agree, but um, I'm going to wait to see a little bit of form to get on him. Uh, I think Hudson Swafford seems to be gaining a lot of ownership. He won here last year. Uh, then you have Snedeker. Certainly underpriced, but obviously because of his uh, back issues from yesteryear. And then uh, a guy that I'm going to have some interest in, Kevin Chappell, just because of his uh, tee to green prowess. Um, how do you feel in this range? Yeah, I think I think Chappell makes a lot of sense. I think people will be scared off of Snedeker in general. Um, but he, I guess he withdrew, I forget what that was, uh, over in Asia or whatever, Um but it was like a dehydration thing. It wasn't related to the back, allegedly. So hopefully that's uh, that's that's true, and we can uh, get him at some lower ownership. Because um, I'm a big uh, I'm a big Snedeker guy. He seemed to be okay um, at the RSM, other than his uh, his ball striking. So other than that, I mean this this whole range, you can definitely talk yourself into a lot of these guys. Um, as far as like. As far as Spawn goes, I'm just I'm a little worried about the short game too, right? Like last week he just he really lost it. Like he he had a fine fine week off the tee, fine off of, uh, on approach rather, and then just around the green and putting, he just com- was just awful. So I'm a I'm a little nervous with with Spawn, even though he's popping in some of the things that I've been looking at. And 
uh, have you seen you, you think Swaffer is going to be very popular? Um, yeah, I mean, I would I don't know. I think he's one of those that's going to sort of gain steam sort of as the, the next day or so goes on. Um, he's he hasn't been tagged a whole bunch on Fanshare as of right now. Um, JJ Spawn has about triple uh, the amount of tags that Swafford does. Wow. So um, I, I find that a little shocking. Um, but yeah, I mean, with with Chapel being uh, projected to be pretty low owned as well, I think that uh, I think that he could make some sense in tournaments this week. I think uh, I think even in my show last night, we didn't even really talk about him, and uh, it was just sort of an oversight. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's a supreme odds value. I mean, he's 40 to 1 in around, a, you know, an area of 100 to 1 to win guys. So, I mean, that right there just jumps out. Yeah, I'm actually looking at the Swafford ownership projection here, and I see 6%, which kind of surprises me. Actually makes me kind of want some, because I, I really think he's a good play this week. I just, uh, I, I guess everybody's going to spawn. So, maybe that's what's happening there. Yeah, and I mean they both they both pretty much performed um you know the the same way as each other last week. They good off the tee, good on approach and terrible short games sort of uh screwed them up a little bit. They were right neck and neck like 47th and 54th last week. So, um I mean, if you're going to get that much of a, an ownership discount, I think Swafford makes a ton of sense. I completely agree. Um the last guy that I wanted to touch on in the, the 7K range. Oh, actually, actually, I have a bunch of guys at the lower range, and I think about it. But uh, in the mid-7K range, I think you can go to Jonathan Vegas. Um, he's probably going to be low on just because people are definitely looking for the accuracy guys because, I mean, these courses are all near 7,000 yards. But, I mean, he's won here before, and he performed really well at the Tournament of Champions, so he's definitely in good form. Um, moving down, Ryan Armour is a guy I really like. Uh, he's still striking the ball really pure. He was in the top 20 in the field in strokes game, tee to green, off the tee, and approach last week. But his short game play was just terrible, especially his putting, which, you know, is it's the most variant part of golf. So we just hope people look at the finish and his putting can come around for us a bit. Um, I'm ready to hop back on Scott Piercy. Um, he had a bad season, similar to Russell Knox, but he's a he's a quality golfer. Um, top five last week in strokes gained tee to green and had literally, I think, a bottom five putting performance of those who made the cut. Uh, you know, maybe the layoff, he got some things right, but I, I want to be the first one to capitalize on him before he gets up to a higher price. Uh, what do you have on Piercy? Yeah, I, I'm... I definitely get, I definitely get what you're saying. He Tita Green was unbelievable. Um yeah, I mean, I think it's a, one of those names that isn't uh isn't terribly terribly popular, although he does seem to be getting some uh some people talking about him this week, but um yeah, I'm I'm good on Piercy. I think uh I think I like my boy Stuart Sink down here as well uh in this range. I'm always a sucker for uh for some Sink. So um, I'll probably end up going a little bit more towards him in cash, and I think you talked me into some Piercy and uh, and some GPPs. Awesome, that's what I'm here to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely get behind Sync. Uh, another guy in this mid range of the seven Ks. There's a ton of guys in here. It's one of the reason it makes a lot of sense to just plug Rom in is because there's so many good plays in this range. 
Kevin Na, he missed the cut due to a horrendous putting performance, even though he wasn't terrible. You know, he was okay tee to green. He didn't blow up necessarily. He was just too over. But uh, we'll, we'll pretend, you know, last week was his get right spot. And uh, he was 35th in birdie or better percentage last year. So we know he can go low. And he's an insane value at this price in this field at 80 to 1 to win. I mean, if, if he was coming in with any form at all, he'd be in the upper 8K range, maybe even 9K in this field. So uh, I, I really like Kevin Na. And then. Now I think this is the last guy I'm really, really interested in in uh, the 7K range is Tom Hogue. I mean, I think he's going to be really popular. Maybe people aren't ready to jump on, but I mean, the form is undeniable. And this is one of those situations where DraftKings just screwed up on this pricing. I mean, the form is way too good and it's, you know, the stats support his performance. He was top five in the field, strokes gained T to green and approach as well. Uh, he's just striking the ball really pure. Uh, we need to ride this form. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. I'm having. I, I need. I haven't looked at the projected ownership for him yet. I'll pull it up in a second after I let you talk about him. But you know, he's 101 to win around guys that are 150 to like 250 and 301 to win. And he's, you know, he has this upside to go low. So uh, where do you come down on Hogue? Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't argue with seven thousand for a guy coming off the performance he put together last week. I think he definitely. I mean, it. I guess it sucked for him that he sort of faded and didn't make his way into the playoff. I think he had a double on sixteen or something like that on uh, on Sunday that sort of knocked him out of the playoff. But uh, yeah, I mean. It, nobody's talking about him this week, really, and it's it's sort of the same thing as as Han and Kazire. You know, you got two, you got these guys who are playing so well three days ago, and nobody's talking about him. Um, but I think you can make the strongest case for uh, for Tom here um, out of those top three guys from last week for sure. Agree. Anybody else you wanted to touch on in the seven K range, and then we'll dip down into the six K range. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a sucker in a, in some GPPs to uh, just throw in one lineup that has Garrigus because he's either like top twenty or miscut, and I'm I'm willing to take a take a shot that he could that he could put together a, a decent scoring performance. Sort of going against my had to have played in the last couple weeks thing, but um, I always have to throw him in because I hate when I miss on him. I'm a big uh, big Garrigus boy. Yeah, I I have like the worst bias versus uh, Garrigus because in 2016 I was fortunate enough to make the uh, the final, the Fantasy Golf World Championship on DraftKings that year, and uh, you know that's the Survivor format, and right. I, I believe it was the third week and Garrigus withdrew and he was on my lineup and that oh, just, that just put me out of it and you know it's 200k up top so that that really hurt me and I literally. I don't think I've played him since. Like, you know, I, I, I love to, yeah. I hate to, you know, be a biased player. I mean, obviously that's definitely a flaw, you know, to have those biases, but sometimes you just can't let them go, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I, I would imagine that you've probably not missed out on too much money by not playing Robert Garrigus. So, you know, it's not like it's uh it's not like it's DJ or somebody. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, let's move down to the 6k range. Who's jumping out at you? 
Um, yeah, in this range, I think uh, if you're going to go sort of the, the course history route, you could make a case for Bazzelli at 6,800. He had a, had a great tournament here last year. Um, I mean, I, I think you can really sort of, I don't know, this seems like one of those tournaments where there's just a ton of variance and there's just such weird, like, front pages of the leaderboard every year right like it, it's always just completely random um just because it's such a such a weak large field with three different courses that you have to take care of so um Bazzelli is one that popped right out to me uh outside of that i i'm sort of a sucker for Seamus power as well um maybe you could make a case for ben silverman if he's uh if he's gonna um you know, show what he's what he showed at the RSM and not what he showed last week at the Sony. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Sheamus. There, uh, definitely a great player. Strikes the ball really pure. Um, the only other guy, the only guy I really see myself looking at hard here is Harold Varner, just because you know he did yeah. play last week, so you know maybe that was his get right spot. Uh, I, I would play Nick Taylor if he had competed recently because, I mean, he's a great tee to green guy. But, yeah, you know, I'm trying to stay out of this low range as much as I can because there, there's a lot of very sketchy plays out here. Yeah, I mean, I also just was scrolling through and saw um, saw Taylor Gooch, too. I think that he makes – I mean, I'm hoping that people play him given his <laughs> – Given his uh his putting performance last week, I think that that's uh that's not going to be something that's sustainable. He's going to need to figure out his ball striking. So hopefully some people get on him as a cheap dart throw because they see a top twenty last week. But uh, I'm going to be probably staying away from him. I completely agree. But you know what? Every time I see it, uh, every time I see that he gets a birdie, I I, I yell his name out just because it's fun, even though I never have him in a lineup. Oh yeah, you gotta. <laughs> That's right. And I think that's going to do it for us this week for the podcast, the Roto-Viz PGA Paga, podcast for the Career Builder Challenge. Once again, head over to the podcast homepage and sign up through the link for a 30% discount on a Roto-Viz subscription. The PGA course intro and picks article is available for $4 at rotoviz.com slash PGA. And please subscribe to iTunes. Uh, on iTunes to the Rotoviz radio feed and also to the on the daily feed as well, where this podcast will be posted. Uh, thanks for coming on, Matt. I had a great time. Yeah. Thanks for having me, man. It's a good time. Hopefully uh, we can get you on our show soon. I would love to do it. Good luck this week, everybody take down some GPPs. Peace. Thank you for listening to On the Daily, the Rotoviz Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast, powered by Rotoviz Radio. And special thanks to Randy E. Aguabo for the introduction. Please review the podcast on iTunes under the established Rotoviz Radio feed. Contact us via email on the daily DFS at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at on the daily DFS. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. 
Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.